It's June 25th, 2021. Happy Pride Month. Is this the last? Yeah, this is the last time I can say that. (laughs) Which is sad. Well, uh, it's all about Britney this week. Free Britney, bitch! Even Justin Timberlake had a response to it. Michael Jackson died 12 years ago. Joshua Bassett gave an interview to GQ. Cool. The NFL has its first active openly gay player. Not the only athlete that's come out in the last week. Lots to talk about today. We do, so let's chatter and chill. Let's do it. So Brittany finally spoke we were waiting for this we how many weeks have we been talking about this i swear it's like pretty much almost every week we've done the podcast we have talked about britney and we said june 23rd was the day yes that britney was going to address the court finally well britney addressed the court yeah there was explosive testimony And the day before she spoke to the court, a New York Times article came out that pretty much told us that everything we thought we knew about the conservatorship was worse than we ever thought. And one of the accusations in that piece was that Brittany was forced against her will to perform on stage with a 104 degree fever because, well, the show goes on. Well, money needs to be made. Yeah, that too. Her health was not of great concern to them, but the money was. Of course. So uh, she testified. I have a couple of things that she said. She said, after I've told the whole world I'm okay, it's a lie. I'm not happy and I can't sleep. I'm depressed. I cry every day. It's my wish and dream for all this to end. I want my life back. She wants to be able to sue her family. She says she was put on lithium. She did not even know she could terminate her conservatorship, that she, that she could um, file a petition. Mm-hmm. She has an IUD in her arm and uh, wants to have a child, wants to get married, but it's all up to her conservatorship because they are in charge of her person. She is not allowed to be married. And she is not allowed to take the IUD out of her arm. So she is being restricted from having children. Which is stupid. She wants to go to the doctor and get this removed. And the conservatorship says no. In the New York Times article, she wanted to change the color of her cabinets in her kitchen. And she was told no, she could not do that. What the f***? Money related issue. Oh my god. Uh, anybody that she wanted to date had to be approved by her father. She turns 40 this year. Anyone she wants to be friends with, she can't even visit her friends from her AA meetings. It was It's crazier than, I mean, I think we all knew that this was pretty crazy. Yeah, we all knew, but I we've don't been think talking we about this the for weeks. extent of just how... Going on stage with that. a 104 degree fever? Yeah, like, what the f***? No words. Like, they honestly just don't care about Brittany as a human. All they care about is the f- money. That family has lived off of her 
since she was 17 years old. Yeah, basically. And given her name and her career, she could choose not to release any new material for the rest of her life based on her legacy alone. There's so much money to be made there, and that is all they see is dollar signs. All they see. They want to work her like a racehorse. She's the family cash cow. If she isn't working, they're not making money. Hey, Jamie, here's an idea. Why don't you get a job? I mean, technically, Jamie did, but then got pregnant and lost a job. No, Jamie is her dad. Oh. Not Jamie Lynn. Okay. Well, still, her up sister who's also living off of her sister's. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the dad and the sister can both get jobs. I mean, yeah, you had a wonderful acting career. That you f***ed up because you got pregnant. Well. And let me tell you, I love that show. <laughs> so we want to win. Dude, that, that show was my shit. I don't think there's a problem with her getting pregnant. I remember when she did, though, it was a huge scandal because. And then they canceled the show and I was pissed. <laughs> but you can be a working mom. Especially yes. when you're Jamie Lynn Spears. So this idea that, you know, she can't get acting roles. I don't know. She made an appearance on one of Britney's albums. I don't even. Stop living off of your sister. Stop living off of your daughter. Yeah. Ridiculous. If she wants to help you out and give you money, that's one thing. But I mean, they're using this conservatorship as a vehicle to take advantage of her. Which is just stupid. It doesn't appear to me that they give any care whatsoever about her well-being no they don't all they care about is the money that the conservatorship is here to make sure everything goes right for her and no it's not all you care about is the money and that creepy lawyer of britney's dad's vivian she made an appearance in that framing britney spears documentary when she wasn't on the case and then she said that most people never get out of conservatorships that they're locked in it for life well granted most of the time, conservatorships are given to people with early onset dementia, not 40-year-old pop stars. Had some hard times with her mental health 13 years ago. And then they hang her kids over it. Her boys are like four, 13, 14, 14, 15. Somewhere yeah, there. somewhere around there. And basically, they're like, well, if you don't do this, if you don't do this, you won't get to see your, your boy. Like, it's just cruel it's disgusting and the one good thing about it being britney spears is that it's high profile enough that we're seeing it yeah and hers is not the only case where conservatorship abuse is happening and i'll come right out and say this seems like conservatorship abuse to me oh yeah very much so but that creepy lawyer she did this interview thing and she's like Brittany can call her daddy anytime she wants, and he will love her, conservatorship or not. Like, gross. It's, it's just creepy. I mean, I get that her role is to support her client, but you know she's getting checks, too, off of this. And Brittany has to pay for her father's legal team, and that we talked about this in an earlier episode, when they went and did that damage control where they wanted everybody to know how great and grand Britney's dad was. She had to pay upwards of a million dollars for that legal team. So she has to pay for the people working against her. Which is just stupid, but whatever. It it was, what a mind-blowing day. Mm -hmm. I, 
everything that I thought I was going to hear exceeded my expectations. She came out swinging. She came out fighting. She stood up for herself. She made it very clear what she wanted. She detailed what has been happening to her for the past 13 years. My God, free Britney. Yes, free f***ing Britney. It's not just a saying anymore. And Justin Timberlake... F*** him. Straight up f*** him. Well... I know what he said. F*** him. He didn't have to put in his two cents. Well, let me... Or more so his two cents about their relationship. Well, let me quote part of what he said. What's happening to her is just not right. No woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her own body. No one should ever be held against their will or even have to ask permission to access everything they've worked so hard for. Jess and I send our love and our absolute support to Brittany during this time. We hope the courts and her family make this right and let her live however she wants to live. Okay, that part I agree with. And him making the statement is obviously going to give heightened visibility to the case. And he's not the only but, celebrity who's but, spoken in support. Mariah but Carey. But why I'm saying him is because in that statement, he also talked about, obviously, their relationship. And it's like, dude, you don't have to bring that up. Yeah, I thought that was a little misplaced as well. Like, you could have just simply put... Believe me, the whole world knows you guys dated. You, you guys were in You could have just basically said how you don't like how Britney's getting treated and how you and Jessica are obviously thinking about her and... Wishing her the absolute best. But I thought it was great that he spoke out. I thought it was great that he is increasing the visibility. As I was saying, he's not the only one. Mariah Carey, Cher, Missy Elliott, Khloe Kardashian, Liz Fair. Just a number of celebrities and musicians that are coming out in support. I believe there's going to be another hearing in July. July 14th. Is like the next a week hearing. after my birthday, basically. And we will see what happens with that. So, free Britney. Yes, free, free Britney. Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney, bitch. As I've said on this show since we started doing this show. And we will continue to say on the show. And we will continue to follow this case. Yes. And 12 years ago, Michael Jackson died. Which is just mind-boggling that it's already been 12 years. Another pop culture icon. Yes. I remember where I was when I heard the news. Well, it was kind of all over the place. TMZ broke it. Yep. And said he had a heart attack. He ended up dying. And it was crazy. His music was everywhere. It was. I remember seeing there were people, I think, outside the Apollo playing his music. There were people outside UCLA where he passed away. It was Michael Jackson mania. It was. Man in the Mirror was like number one on the iTunes charts back when iTunes was a thing. Mm-hmm. Pre-streaming. Yeah. Lots of things will be said over the next several years and decades about Michael Jackson and his personal life. I mean, they've been doing it for years. Yep, I agree. His music is timeless. It is nostalgic. It will stand the test of time. Favorite Michael song? That's a tough one. There's a lot of good ones. Black or White takes it for me. There's a lot of good ones. I I don't. Billie Jean's good too, and I know that that seems like a 
like a an obvious answer, but there's I mean there's a reason it was a number one hit that baseline. Yeah, I could name like tons of Michael Jackson songs that I like. Want to be starting something? Human Nature's great. Thriller is fine, I guess. <laughs> it's been overplayed over the years. True. And his album tracks are great as well. Why You Want to Trip on Me. Love that one. Yeah. I just can't believe it's been 12 years. Yeah, like I said, it's just mind-boggling. It's already been that long. In other celebrity news, Joshua Bassett gave an interview to GQ Magazine. A little bit of background here, if people don't know, although I'm pretty sure everybody does know, Joshua Bassett is the former boyfriend of Olivia Rodrigo. And although nothing has ever been said specifically, it's been heavily speculated that the entire Sour album is kind of a response to the way he treated her in their relationship. <laughs> considering that... I mean, have you listened to that album? Considering that allegedly two weeks after they broke up, he was with Sabrina Carpenter. Well, Dude, I feel that. That album is incredible, though. That album I, is We've incredible. discussed that here, too, about how great Olivia Rodrigo is. He said it, uh, it's an artist's job to, quote, carry the emotional weight for other people. That's why, that's what's so great about Olivia's album. She was able to articulate the feelings that she felt in a way that works on behalf of other people. I haven't been able to face any of it. I'll get back to it, unquote. Does that mean he's listened to the album? Possible. Another thing about Joshua is the topic of his sexuality has come up ever since there was a video in which they talked about Harry Styles and he called Harry Styles hot and then said it was this coming out video and everyone's like, he's queer baiting. He's not actually LGBTQ. Well, he has responded to that. This is what he had to say about his sexuality in this GQ interview. Quote, there are plenty of letters in the alphabet. Why bother rushing to a conclusion? Sometimes your letter changes. Sometimes you try a different one. Other times you realize you're not what you thought you were, or maybe you always knew. All of these can be true. I'm happy to be a part of the LGBTQ plus community because they embrace all. Don't let anyone tell you love isn't love. They're the ones who probably need it the most, unquote. Amen. He is not the only one who has discussed his sexuality oh, recently. he hasn't. Carl Nesbitt. Uh, defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders is now officially the first active NFL player to be openly gay. Came out Monday via an Instagram post, just very nonchalant. I was going to say it was very laid back. <laughs> very laid back, very nonchalant. Kind of admitted to how he's very much like a private person. Obviously, he was back home and um, over on the East Coast. And you simply said, like, that he's gay, that he's known for a long time. He just wanted people to know. And then he also was going to donate $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which if people don't know, the Trevor Project is basically a suicide hotline for LGBTQ youth here. So in the first 48 hours after he came out, Monday and Tuesday. According to Fanatics, which is known as like the top selling sports jersey site, he had the best selling NFL jersey. Well, I mean, he's historical now. 
Yes. And also, I just found this out. Uh, the NFL said on Tuesday to ABC News that they have matched. I was just going to ask you about dollar donation to the Trevor Project, which because I had heard that as well that the NFL has been incredibly supportive. Yeah, they put a there tweet was, out. There was a lot of support, like obviously the Raiders, Roger Goodell, who's the commissioner. Even the Chargers said this is bigger than a rivalry, which is kind of cool. His former college coach at Penn State, James Franklin, tweeted support. How big is this? Do you think, as a as somebody who watches sports, how big is this for athletics? This is big because you know, obviously, with the NFL, like this is it's not one of those sports that you would expect people to come out. Like it's again, we've owned, like Michael Sam. Obviously, is like you know, he got drafted. Well, let's make one thing clear though. Gay people didn't just show up out of thin air. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for hundreds of years, people who have been playing have been gay. And, and, and the thing is, like, there are some athletes that have actually come out post their playing career because they always had this fear of what would happen to them in the locker room. Well, and not only that, though, at certain times in history, your career was on the line. Yes. Oh, and I wanted to point out also, not just gay people were in the NFL, bi people, pan people. I didn't, I want to include everybody here. It's not just gay and straight. No. Lots of different places on the spectrum. Yep. But it, I think it's cool that he has done this. But as I've pointed out, I think we all know he's not the only one. He's not he's not going to be the only one. But I mean he's not the only one in history. Yeah, he's not the only one in history and I guarantee you um I know there's been talks of like kind of paving the way here for athletes to come out and being comfortable with how they identify. Well, and it's just, it's kind of a snapshot of the human race in a way. People of all different colors, creeds, political affiliations, Sexual orientations, gender identities exist. Yes. It's the world. It's a wonderful place. It is. Also, shout out to the dogs. <laughs> That's the cool thing about one, doing an outdoor podcast. Is specifically one dog, mainly. Yeah. We, we love their opinions as well on our topical issues. Yes. But uh, Carl's not the only athlete who has publicly come out this week. Washington Spirit, which is the National Women's Soccer League team, Kume Yokoyama came out as trans uh, in a video posted to UK Nagatoso's YouTube channel back on Sunday. Uh they were encouraged to tell their truth after living in the U.S. and Germany. They're also 28 years old. Uh, they played for Japan in the 2019 World Cup. Kume has gotten a lot of love, obviously, from the team, from, I think, the league. Even President Joe Biden tweeted about both Carl and Kume and his support to both of them, which is just... Huge. Lots going on in the sports world. Yes. 
Gearing toward another thing that I love other than sports. Music. Music. It is our weekly music magnitude segment. Would you like me to go first? Yes. There's no spiders again. So <laughs> we're on a two-week streak here. Yeah, we're on a two-week streak here. This is not really a new song, but it's recent-ish. And I decided to highlight it given the circumstances of the past week it is the song Liar by Britney Spears. <laughs> off of her Glory album. I don't even know if she penned it. I don't know if she wrote it or had any hand in writing it, but she sings it. And since I am of the belief that her entire family are a bunch of liars, I yep. thought, what a fitting song. Yeah, what a fitting song. The whole Glory album is great. If you haven't checked it out, I do um, recommend it. Certainly miles better than the Britney Jean album was. And I just wanted to highlight that song because I wanted to highlight a song off of the Glory album since it's her most recent offering. I suggest Liar by Britney Spears. Check that out. It's a good song. What do you got? So... Obviously, all month I've been doing, like, a theme. You know, my songs have been, like, pride anthems. Or there are songs by LGBTQ plus artists. Well, of course, I like to make the argument of one of the biggest pride anthems is 10 years old. And that's I was just going to say, is it Born This Way? Yes. <laughs> it is Born This Way. They came out in February and it was the lead single off of the February Born of 2011. Yes. February 2011 it came out. Lead single off of the Born This Way album. Obviously, in the bridge, the lyrics of No Matter Gay, Straight, or Bi, Lesbian, Transgender, Life, I'm on the Right Track, Baby, I Was Born to Survive. That part of the bridge gets quoted all the time. That That part of the bridge, I think, is a... Very popular TikTok sound. Uh, Jojo Siwa, who we've talked about before. Oh, yeah. She had the acid party. <laughs> yes. Or not, someone showed up to her house Shows, on acid. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, that is how she came out, was she was singing to this song in a TikTok, and there was a lot of speculation. And then a few days later, she actually later confirmed that she is a part of the community. I like listening to my queer anthems, and I am sad to kind of see Pride Month slowly coming to an end. Got a feel-good story? I do. All right. So, Chris Nickick, who is the first person with Down Syndrome to complete an Ironman triathlon, uh, was just announced this week. Uh, Chris is going to be rewarded with the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance at the ESPYs next month. Which, for people who may not know, the ESPYs is basically the sports version of your typical award show here. I always say it's the sports equivalent of the Grammys. Basically. I just hope it's not as corrupt as the Grammys. No, not really. Um, so every year they announce prior to the ESPYs who's going to win the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance. Obviously, this is a big deal because, one, it's kind of a good, heartfelt little story here. Um, so, anyway, the award is given to a person in the sporting world who has overcome great obstacles through perseverance and determination. 
In November of 2020, Nicolet, then 21, finished a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a 26.2-mile marathon run at the Ironman Florida competition in Panama City Beach in 16 hours, 46 minutes, and 9 seconds, 14 minutes under the 17-hour cutoff time. Nice. Yes. Obviously, you know, he's kind of made it known how this is not only a big deal to him, but a big deal to Special Olympic athletes and kind of bringing this awareness absolutely to them and kind of showing how even though, yes, they do have a disability, they can still compete like everyone else, basically. The Jimmy V Award is named after former NC State men's basketball coach Jimmy Valvano, who was diagnosed with cancer at age 46 and died a year later. And the ESPYs helped to raise awareness and funds for the V Foundation for cancer research. Uh, the charity, the ESPN, and late coach Jimmy Valvono basically started at the first ESPYs back in 1993. Uh, and basically to this day, ESPN has, near, uh, has raised nearly $134 million for the V Foundation. I'm happy for Chris. I'm very interested in hearing his speech because with his speech and usually whoever wins the Arthur Ashe Award, uh, they kind of get a little bit more airtime than everyone else to give a speech. So, and also it's the day after my birthday. Have an awesome Feel Good Friday. Yeah. We will, uh... We'll chatter and chill next week. We will. And hopefully not die in the heat. Yeah, hopefully. Have a good one. See you guys. See you guys.